Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Andrew Grosso, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is U-Turn. Lent is a season when we can respond to Christ's love by turning and returning to God. Join us in this renewal process and become part of God's holy work in the world. 1 John 1, verses 8 and 9 puts it this way, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our reading today comes from the Epistle to the Hebrews, the second chapter, beginning at the eleventh verse. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. For this reason Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation I will praise you. And again I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I in the children whom God has given me. Since therefore the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. Here ends the reading. The work of repentance can be tricky business. The first hurdle we have to clear involves recognizing our need for repentance. We may feel that, in the grand scheme of things, we're really not such bad people after all. We may make a mistake every now and then, but we always mean to do better, and we're certainly not as bad as some people. So we may not feel repentance is a high priority. But once we've cleared that hurdle and recognized our need for repentance, there's another slightly higher hurdle waiting for us on the other side. We can undertake the work of sincere repentance only to find ourselves congratulating ourselves for how repentant we are. Indeed, we may even go so far as to think that it is our repentance that earns us God's grace. We may believe that the sincerity of our repentance demonstrates that, in the grand scheme of things, we're really not such bad people after all. And here, of course, we find that we never actually cleared that first hurdle after all. Our reading from the Epistle to the Hebrews gives us a different perspective on both of these problems. This passage helps us recognize that we need to repent, and that we need God's help even to repent properly. The author of Hebrews writes that the Word became flesh precisely for the purpose of redeeming and sanctifying those whom God loves. In Christ, God has overcome the power of death itself and has freed all those whose lives were subject to the power and the fear of death. This is not a work we can do. This is a work only God can do. And through Christ, God has accomplished this great work and thereby opened the doors to the kingdom of heaven to all those who are in Christ. But we don't earn our way into the kingdom either by building up enough merit to make us worthy of God's love or even by repenting with sufficient sincerity that God accepts our repentance. 
Even our acts of repentance require God's grace. Even our acts of repentance are things that Christ does for us and in us. The author of Hebrews writes that the Word of God became flesh because we are flesh. And by becoming flesh, the Word transformed our earthly existence and reoriented it, turning it away from the darkness of the grave towards the light of God's love. In other words, by taking on our nature, a nature that was itself subject to the power and the fear of death, and by reordering that nature towards life and love, Jesus repents on our behalf. Our repentance is a participation in his act of repentance, and the sanctification we receive is given to us through his Spirit, poured out on us through his sanctified and redeemed humanity. Does this mean that we no longer need to repent? No. What it means is that in this, as in everything, our Lord teaches us what it means to repent. He is the one who helps us recognize our need to turn, and he shows us how to do so. As we follow him in faithfulness and in obedience, we find our repentance becoming ever more firmly grounded in the act of repentance he has accomplished on our behalf. And we find thereby that we are drawn ever more fully into the light and the love he offers. We are able to turn because he has already turned our nature away from the road that leads to death and has put us on the road that leads to life. Thanks be to God for the great work of his salvation. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And, as you know the weaknesses of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.